How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer, and welcome to the weekend show for Saturday, January the 16th. We are going to be taking a break from the news, because today I want to talk about speedrunning. It's been something that has been on my mind for a little bit, because, as I mentioned multiple times last week, AGDQ just wrapped up. Awesome Games Done Quick, the annual speedrunning event. And I want to talk about it because it is, like, something that I am so incredibly fascinated by and have so much respect for. The thing that I think I love the most about the speedrunning community is that it really does feel like a community. And I still really see that speedrunning spirit as, like, one of the purest forms of gaming that we have nowadays. It, you know, it almost feels untainted in a way. Because esports used to be like that, right? Esports was this very grassroots, you know, you did it for the love of the game kind of thing. And people tried to monetize this from the very beginning, but it's only recently started to really take a foothold in that. And now when you watch esports, it feels very produced, very, you know, it feels more like a, a real sport, I guess, in some ways. Whereas speedrunning still hasn't hit that level of, like, monetization. Maybe it's there for some of the people who are Twitch streamers and they're making that, you know, kind of income, but AGDQ itself makes all of its money for charity, for the most part. And I think using that as the motivator really makes the speedrunning itself the value, and the, the love of that is what drives the community, rather than money or fame. So, you know, that's one of the reasons why I like to promote it, at least on this show. Games Done Quick is doing really well on that front. And then what always happens for me, and maybe you can empathize with me on this, every single time I watch the speedrunning events, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if I could ever do this. And then I, like, actually watch the speedruns, or I look into what it will take to become a speedrunner, and I go, never mind, I could never do this. For example, one of the speedruns that I watched was Super Mario 64, except blindfolded. So the person had to beat the game start to finish blindfolded. And he did it in, like, 40 minutes. Super Mario 64, he beat it in 40 minutes, blindfolded. How much training has to go into, like, the audio cues and how specifically you move the buttons and knowing these levels like the back of your hand if something goes wrong so that you can fix it. Absolutely incredible. That's something I could never dedicate myself to. Another run I saw was a three-person speed run of Diablo 3. They actually set the world record for it at AGDQ, which was pretty cool. And so, again, they went from start to finish, three people speedrunning the game, and they did it in, like, just over an hour. And I looked at that run, and I was like, hey, that looked like a lot of fun, I would love to do that someday. But then I realized, I'm never gonna find anyone who's also willing to dive head deep into that, in trying to, to be a speedrun. That would be hours and hours and hours of toiling. And not many people have the patience for that, myself included. Finally, the, the last one that I watched was Pokemon Platinum. And some of these longer JRPGs, they have, uh, you know, a reputation at, at GDQ to be very long, and so you need to have a good team of commentators to be able to string that along. And this run ended up being uh, around four hours, I believe. So he beat Pokemon Platinum in four hours. And, I mean, I would never want to attempt that myself, because, let's just be real, I, I don't have four hours to speedrun a game. But on the other hand, like, this guy was playing through the game, and he did, I don't know, 200 battles with his Pokemon, and he knew the inner workings of every single one of those battles, and all of the ones that he was skipping. Like, he needed to have this knowledge of like, okay, if the RNG screws me up in battle number 117, then I need to adapt and skip this person and use this item instead. I even remember at one point he had 46 HP, and he said, 
If I was at 45 HP right now, I would lose this battle. And I'm like, what? You've been playing this game for three hours and 15 minutes. How do you know this? Ah, it's just wild, the amount of knowledge that you need to have to do a run like that. I would never be able to retain it all. So anyway, all of this, this today's episode was just to say I have mad respect for the people who are doing this. It's something that I could never do, no matter what game it was. And if you want to see something fascinating in the gaming world and something pure and authentic, just go check out the speedrunning. It really is a lot of fun. My friends, thank you so much for joining me here today. That's going to be all. Uh, I'm going to be back tomorrow with another show, back with the news on Monday. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. The TGO after show. Welcome, welcome. Oh boy, it is, uh, it's been quite the week. I've slowly been watching some AGDQ runs over the week, which is why I wanted to talk about it today. And I'm probably still gonna watch some more. There's definitely some that I, uh, know that I want to watch. Like, I know somebody played Celeste on a dance pad, like a Dance Dance Revolution pad he played Celeste on. I don't even know how that's possible. But I did see, like, GIFs of it, so I, I want to watch that run. I also watched, um, I think when AGDQ first kicked off, they did a Mirror's Edge run to start it. I ended up watching that at the time, but then I didn't watch anymore until the event was done. But anyway, I, uh, there's some other runs where it's like, Mirror's Edge was a game I really loved, but I didn't know anything about the speedrunning. So actually seeing that was pretty wild. So I imagine there's other games that they had in their schedule where I'm like, hey, I really love this game and didn't even know that people were speedrunning it. So I want to see it. I saw part of a Hades speedrun as well, which is maybe I would actually have a chance at, at trying to do that one. Anyway, uh, yeah, I start school next week, by the way. My my second and final term of school kicks off next week. I'm hoping that it goes smoothly enough. I know there's one class I'm really excited for. It's the art and business of gaming. So I think it's more of like an industry focused uh, look at what video game working in the video game industry is like. I also almost signed up for a game design class, but I was like, eh, I was looking at the description and everything. I was like, I don't know if I'm actually interested in designing a game. I'm not much of a designer. So I ended up taking something else. I don't remember what. I'm three days away from school and I barely know what I'm doing. In fact, it was funny. Early on in the week, Shelby was like, hey, what's your schedule? And I was like, I don't know. And then four days later, she's like, hey, why haven't you told me your schedule? And I was like, because I still don't know. <laughs> so it was just today that I actually looked at my school schedule for the first time. There might be some issues in there. I actually might have to drop some classes and rearrange it, but... Isn't that the way it goes with students? I mean, I've, you know, all things considered over the last however many terms I've had, I actually, I, I did pretty well. Most of the time I signed up for the class and I didn't have to adjust it at all. I mean, granted, I didn't get very much choices until like third year. And it was the same in high school as well. I went to a, uh, an arts high school. So I was in a specialist uh, arts program. And because of that, I think I only ended up choosing like two or three of my classes total in high school. Because the rest of them that were normally electives for everybody else, uh, they were mandated courses by my art program. So most of the time, I just didn't have to worry about it. And then in university, again, we had a pretty guided program. And it wasn't until third year that they were like, hey, now it's time to specialize in the world of theater. Choose the things that you care about the most. So anyway, I'm excited for the news uh, show on Monday. I know of two major stories that's going to be happening. We've got a new piece from Jason Schreier coming out in about two hours after this recording. So I don't know what it is, but I'm assuming it's cyberpunk related, but it's it's going to be another one of his deep dives. And then we've also got the NPD report, uh, actually 2020 year in review, which is very exciting. I, you know, normally we look at them every month. In this case, we're going to look at the year in review, which is fun. So anyway, that's all for now.
Uh, thank you so much for being here. And until next time, farewell.